And not that we're trying to prove the skeptics wrong, but that's yeah. a, maybe a good, just a, something for thought for people is we all dream, most people dream. So that's one way things are coming through to all of us. Hey everyone, welcome to Lauren.Live. I've got Bo Maxwell with me. How are you doing, Bo? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on. Yes, I'm super excited to chat with you today. Um, so Bo is the founder of Sage Method, which we'll talk about later. She can you know, tell us all about what that means and how she helps people. Um, she's a spiritual coach, a medium, an author, and um, she helps uh, people kind of tap into their intuition within. We all have it, but you know, it's just tricky sometimes in this fast-paced world to, to take the time to really uh, get familiar with that for some of us. So um, we'll focus a lot on intuition today. But first, do you mind giving a little background on yourself, like who you are and kind of how you discovered that you had these intuitive gifts? Not at all. Don't mind at all. I I think that my background is, it plays perfectly in the role that I've come down here to do because up until the age of 32, I was an absolute complete skeptic completely skeptic psychics were frauds it wasn't real you know I have a math degree from college you know it just it was a very odd shift but my grandmother passed away she was in Minnesota I was currently in New Hampshire at the time and within an hour or two she showed up in my living room and it really yeah, because the only thing exactly, it, it's a pause moment still to this day, because the only thing I had in my mind at that time was like horror movies. And, you know, so I was alone. She showed up. She was about 70% solid. And so and it was in front of me, too. It wasn't off to the side. So there was no way around doubting it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it frightened me the first time. But then I started to communicate with her. I started to reach out to people in the community that. Um, I knew there was this wonderful Tai Chi instructor. I said, Hey, can you help me? He's like, sure. And, uh, and people just started to assist me in, you know, really tapping into this concept. A couple months later, I had enough proof under my belt that I knew I couldn't turn back. Yeah. And I became a professional medium. And then from there, I started teaching people how to open their intuition because, I got to tell you, Lauren, if I can do it, anyone can. Mm-hmm. That's why I actually love talking to people that are like more science-based or mathematic, like yeah. skeptic. I've had doctors on who are, you know, had near-death experiences and they were completely skeptical and then it changed them. So that's what's so cool yep. to see it play out in people's lives. And that's incredible that your grandmother came to visit you. That's really, really cool. Yeah, she was a hoot. She was really a, a cheeky kind of lady. And I, and, and I look back. She showed up, she was standing sideways, she turned and looked at me, she winked and smiled and oh then disappeared. Gosh. Like she knew. Yeah. But, you know, oh, she knew. Perfect. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to scare the pants oh off this little my girl. Oh gosh. Yeah. So have you um, seen her come through, you know, throughout the years? Does she still come to visit? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And at first, so that happened. It was really big and, and uh, very visual. But I have to tell you, it took months after that for me to see something again Mm. or hear something again it didn't just turn on it was something that i really had to sit down and focus and learn why intuition works how it flows what's going on because you know you know math science people we got to understand the whole thing and 
for a month, it was a feeling. I knew she was around in certain times where I could smell her. Or I would feel this rush, but I couldn't visually see her. It took, a, it took a few months to get to that point. When I did finally see her, I was really excited. I look back now and I know that I finally saw her because I was taking big steps into my spiritual life. And then shortly after that, I was in a grocery store and I, I saw three living people in an aisle and then turned around and then turned back and there was deceased people with them. And yeah, I I ran out, got into my car, sat down. (laughs) So my grandmother was in the passenger seat, which she always was in spirit form. Now that I was visually being able to connect with her. And I remember looking at her saying, what was that? She's like, well, what did you expect? And I was like, I expected you and me to just hang out for the rest of my life. And that's like, that was it. That's what I thought this was about. But that's when I started to learn that I was supposed to do something with it. Okay. That's wild. Yeah. It's interesting. Everyone has different, um, you know, experiences. I've talked to a ton of mediums personally for readings on the show. Some can see like fairies or, you know, um, deceased people, ancestors, their spirit guides, ETs, like everyone has like something different. So that's wild that the grocery store, oh my gosh. So really quickly, not to spend too much time on it, but just it's fascinating for people that are like, I believe in it, but I also like to analyze it. Are these, so these spirits are able to um, come in and out of different dimensions, right? Like, I mean, they're obviously visiting earth, but they're not really here as a human being, like biologically anymore. So like mm-hmm. they just shift into different dimensions. Like that's wild. Well, if we, I dove really deep into spirituality, um, you know, connection, intuition, all of that to really understand it. And one of the things that fascinated me the most was that all of this material existence that we have, this agreed upon reality that we're all in is actually contained within everything else Mm. so it's not like when somebody passes they go somewhere else they just shed the material component so they're still right there Mm, okay you know and and there's no there and here we use those terms because it's easy for us to understand when somebody passes away they cross over to the other side so for me i say the other side or earth and then the in-between is the place that you know people transition through but in reality it's all in the same place that's, yeah. So there's there's really no distance or time linearly on the other side. So they're they're here. They're just missing that material right. component. Wow. And then only, you know, some people can see them, which is fascinating too. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like sometimes they talk about like ghosts, how certain souls or beings might be more trapped because of something traumatic. And so they are showing up more than others, maybe. So it's really interesting. And I've heard that too, right? Like we only use time and location because we're humans and it helps us function here, but um, yeah. we're all existing in multi-dimension and times and realities all at the same time, which is like so hard for our human brain to even understand. <laughs> but thank you for explaining that because, you know, for people like me that haven't seen like, a, you know, another spirit, like that's really cool to kind of understand it more. Yeah. And the way that I explain it that helps is that we have three bodies. We have the spiritual body, which is the spirit, physical body material world and then we have something called the programming body which is our mind on linear time Mm. so we come down here to experience linear time so when somebody passes they let go of the physical body but as they're transitioning to the other side they still have their programming body they have that linear time it's not until they cross over that they let go 
of the programming body, which is connected to fear and linear time and what's coming up. And I don't know what's going to happen next. Once they shed that, then they've crossed over to the other side. So those spirits that you're referencing that are, you know, stuck or whatever, they're kind of half here, half there. Mm -hmm. And their programming mind is still attached to their spirit. So they're, you know, they can manipulate the material world a little bit, a little bit better. Wow. That's wild. Thank you for dissecting this. This is so fun. I love it. Um, So like if your grandmother is no longer here physically, you know, as your grandmother, but she comes in and out. Um, but let's say like reincarnation, like she's going to have another life here or somewhere else, but she could, could she be living that life now, but still pop in as your grandmother here now? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And linear time, like past lives is very easy to understand. Like a beginning understanding of it is you pass and then you come back and then you pass and then you come back. But the reality of it is our higher self on the other side, think of it like a big ball of light. You take a chunk of that light out, throw it in a body, runs around, and then let's go to the body, and then it comes back to the higher self, right? Gosh, that's, yeah, that's our cool. yeah, our higher self is um, not on linear time, which means all of our lives are, in essence, happening at the same time. Yeah. So when we do past life regressions, we're really just sort of going parallel into another energy, another life of ours, you know. And so when when a medium speaks with somebody on the other side or connects with a spirit, the 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 true essence of it is you're talking to their higher self. The information coming from the higher self is in the form that you would understand. Mm -hmm. So like if I did a reading for somebody, their grandmother would come through. It's really their grandmother's higher self, but they're going to speak in terms that that person connects with. Right, exactly. And I heard, Mm -hmm. I think it was David Wilcock saying, um, often when a spirit will come forward, like your grandmother, they kind of pick... um, like, um, like, how did she come through? Did she come through older or was she younger? She came through the way that I saw her last. Yes. So that's interesting too, right? Because she could have come through at any point in her life, but she came through to really what you, like, you know, recognized most recently. So that's interesting too. Yeah. I had a moment with her where, <laughs> because there was so much learning. I mean, the learning curve was ginormous. Mm-hmm. Um, And I had a moment with her. I saw her. It was exactly as I remembered her. I saw her again. I kept seeing her. One day I saw a spirit that was much more flowing, um, more younger, not the aged kind of in a female, long blonde hair. I was like, who are you? I was all, she's like, I'm, I'm your grandmother. And I'm like, no, you're not. And she said, okay, let's talk about this. Younger. So when I finally was able to connect with a different imagery of her higher Mm. self, that's when I started to understand, that's, all right, that's really it's not cool. just one at a time. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so cool. So, um, you know, I'm like naturally, I'm like, oh, I want to see that. But I've also like from my learnings, a lot of us, you know, we have a veil when we're down here and some of that's protection. Uh, part mm-hmm. of it, I think is growing, like trying to f- get through that veil and get, reconnect to source and a higher self. But also I think it's my perception, um, we may not be ready for it, right? So you said you were kind of scared the first time. Yeah, I think most of us mm-hmm. would be a little frightened, but um, it could be really distracting for some of us in certain points in our life. So maybe that's a protection that is held over us. Um, can you speak a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Some of us come down here to straight up have a human experience. And some of us come down here to work for the other side. And some of us come down here for a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. So 
I've always felt strongly that whatever someone's doing, they're playing the role. They're, they're playing their role perfectly. So, cause a lot of people say, well, do you want to turn skeptics, you know, and prove it to skeptics? He's like, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I was one. Yeah. Okay. And I went from a random Wednesday thinking that when I locked the door, it kept everything out to the following night thinking, okay, uh, there's more to this. So it can be very rattling for someone to experience something that beforehand was, you know, ungrasped ungraspable is it can be very rattling and it shifts it shifts your perspective uh i will say this though i'd go through it again Mm -hmm. in a heartbeat my life is so wonderful today compared to what it was and i didn't even know that it was you know not the best right wow and but so now that you've gone through the process and you're comfortable like are do you see things all like all the time often Yeah. 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 When it comes to the work that I do here, it took me a while to figure out really what that was. Mm -hmm. And in the, in the human worlds, I love teaching people how to open up to this because once you open up to your intuition, the access that you have for, for different things is incredible and it makes your life a lot easier. But spiritually, my job is to help souls cross over that are stuck. So that work is really close to my heart and 99% of it I do just in my day to day. Yeah. It's not, it's not really, you know, anything more than that. When you say stuck, you mean maybe people that keep coming back here, but they just can't seem to get out of like a karmic cycle or learn what they need to learn to, you know, move on. Is that kind of what you mean? Um, more so the people that have passed, but haven't crossed over. I see. They're they're scared to cross over or they're, you know, they're fighting the process. Okay. And it's it's my job to kind of you know, shake them a little bit loose from that thought process so they can continue on with their transition. Wow. That's really cool. Okay. So like, so let's shift this a little bit. So you've seen things, you're seeing things personally. Um, but then how did you learn to help people? Like, let's say I come to you for reading or somebody else, like, how do you learn to then access, can you access like my guides or see people around me or your guides telling you things that I need to know? Cause it can go both ways. It can. Everyone's intuition is different. And if that's, if, if someone takes something away from it, this, that will be it is that your intuition is completely unique to you. I have, I love this example, but I had a a student years back who couldn't seem to get, get into the intuitive state, couldn't get into it. And then finally came up with just a whimsical idea of imagining a diorama from like third grade. You remember the shoebox? Yeah. Yeah. And so she imagined the shoebox and all of a sudden it's like her intuition poured into that shoebox and like she could see scenes. She described like my wedding to a T all the way down to some interactions I had. I mean, it was really intense, but she's the only person I've ever met who had to create in her mind a little shoebox. Yeah, but it worked for her. (laughs) Right, exactly. So everyone's intuition is very different. Some people, it's their guides telling them, you know, what your guides want to say or your loved ones. For me personally, I connect with people's uh, guides and loved ones um, just, you know, in front of me. So it's a very visual experience for me. Yeah. Wow. It's cool. I actually, so I was 
we were talking before we started recording and I, I told, you know, I want to focus on intuition today and help people. I want to do this for myself, like everybody, because I know we all have it within. It's just sometimes it feels blocked or stuck or maybe it's not the right time. We don't have the tools, the knowledge, and that's why we have amazing people like you to talk to, um, to help us. But I feel like I had some something similar to that shoebox thing. I was like meditating and I saw this like tunnel vision. It was almost like curtains, like I was at a show. The stage was here and the curtains and I could like see things playing out. Now I've only had that happen once. I've had things like that happen randomly, but then now I haven't had it for a while. So it's interesting how maybe mm-hmm. like right now I have this like theory because I'm pregnant. I have a little one. Like maybe right now I'm really supposed to be focused on this like physical time and that would be really distracting for me. This is my theory. Um, so it's a great theory actually. Yeah. Cause like I was talking on. there's like this protection veil. Like it's just not my time right now, but I, I am so curious about it and I, I do want to, whatever's right for me. I don't have to like see spirits necessarily, but I would love to have that intuitive feeling that help that would help so much in life. Right. Like knowing what to do and how to do things like just, you get that answer coming through. Um, yeah. I mean, we're constantly making decisions. We're constantly having to decide, do I do this or do I do that? And to have your intuition speaking clearly to you is huge. And you are spot on. My son just got married a couple months ago. And for like three weeks straight, I saw nothing. Because you were supposed to be focused on that. Yeah, Yeah. I was way into the human, way into the human. And you can be into the human for, you know, positive reasons or negative reasons, but it's countless times people have come to me and said, where did my intuition go? Yeah. It was open. It was okay. So what's going on right now? Yes. Well, I'm moving into a new home. That's a very, very focus human that. focus. Yep. So it's, it's, it's a teeter totter. You got to, you know, and when you're in the human, I mean, you're bringing life into this world. Love yeah. that. Just be in that. Totally. Right. That's- because part of us comes down here to have the human experience, to go on the roller coaster, right. to fall in love, to do all of that stuff. So, and, oh, yeah. and the setting a stage, lots and lots of people set a stage for their intuition. The diorama is an example, but most of the students that can set a stage, and that's part of what I teach is trying to help, help people figure out how theirs mm-hmm. works. But most people, you can use your imagination to set a stage mm-hmm. and then relax. And then just see if stuff can come and then, through. Right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. That that would be my very first thing to yeah. tell you, knowing that that's happened for you mm-hmm. before. I would say just create the stage, imagine the curtains opening mm-hmm. up, and then just relax okay. and, and stop using and see what happens. Yeah. It's so wild how everyone, like, I know it's repetitive, but just everyone has such different, because I, I talked to my mom the other day. This is wild. We both... Um, right as we're about to fall asleep, we're really relaxed. We start just seeing these crazy detailed faces, just faces of random, I don't know who they are, both of us. I'm like, that's weird because I've been seeing that too. So that's got to be something coming through. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When we're sleeping, when we're falling asleep, waking up, we can consciously get messages, but when we're sleeping, we get a lot of messages Dreams, as well. Yeah. And it's cause we, it's cause we're out of our own way. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. it's our left brain, analytical, logical thought yep. process yeah. that blocks most of our intuition. And not that we're trying to prove the skeptics wrong, but that's yeah. a, maybe a good, just a, something for thought for people is we all dream. Most people dream. So that's one way things are coming through to all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of signs and different things that come through. So that's something to pay attention to as well. 
Absolutely. And that's, that's, that's what happened to me as a skeptic. The first incident happened because I had just, I was on the phone when she passed away. So I was just in that process mm-hmm. and I was so shook that she was able to come in. Mm-hmm. But the second she did that, now I got to figure it out. So my left brain just went crazy. Yeah. What, what's going on? How could that be? And I was so analytical yeah. that it took me months to yeah. see her again. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's cool yeah. too when things come through. I feel like everyone said maybe like one or two things in life. Not I shouldn't say that, not everyone. But like, I've had like hummingbirds come through, but it's like, okay, that wasn't just, it was like staring at me the way that it darted straight up in the window. It was like staring straight at me when I was thinking about something spiritual, like things that happen yep. like that, that you just, in my whole body, just had this like sensation. I'm like, this is something, things like that, that just happen out of the blue. That's the best. You know, it's like a reminder. Mm-hmm. There's so much more than we like realize. Like, I love that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Our guides are always there with us. We're watched over Mm -hmm. very strongly. And, and so many people have different experiences. When I first came um, into this mediumship, it was back in like 2005, 2006, right around those times. And it wasn't as popular back then. Mm -hmm. So I had to explain to people when they asked me what I did, I explained it to them. And when I came across somebody that didn't believe in it, (laughs) almost every single time they would tell me, well, I don't believe in that stuff. Yeah. But I had this one See, time. Yeah. <laughs> There's always the one time. Well, so and I think something. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's, yeah, and what do we want to grab onto and, and what do we want to let go of? Yeah. That's really cool. Um, super fun. Okay. So I want to make sure that we kind of talk about what we were planning to talk about intuition. So, you know, people like you tell me, and I've read about it and I hear about it. We all have this ability, right? To tap into mm-hmm. our intuition. We all have this gift, whether you're skeptic or not. Okay, great. Like, how do I, what do I do? How do I access this? How do I become comfortable with this? Like, what is your advice on intuition? Well, I have, I have this, I have a ridiculous amount of advice that yeah. I could go on for hours, but some of the key pieces, uh, patience, impatience blocks intuition, which is a kicker mm-hmm. because we lose our patience wanting it to happen. But the biggest one I would say is to acknowledge and recognize your energetic body, your spiritual body, your spiritual being every single day, even if it's for 30 seconds. It's not quantity. It's it's the repetitive. It's keeping it in front of you. When you keep your spiritual path in front of you, you get more and more access to it every single day. And that's that's so simple, right? But it's so big. And I tell people every morning, do GCP, ground, and then clear out energetically, and then put like a bubble around yourself. You know, GCP is ground, clear, protect. Put a bubble around yourself that is more like a filter. You know, I don't want to let in what I'm not supposed to carry, but please let in what's supposed to be on my path. This brings clarity and it brings an acknowledgement to your spiritual body. When you do that, then that teeter-totter tips back. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that would be my biggest piece of advice. Like if somebody had one tool, it would be GCP. Okay. That's nice. And that's easy to remember. And it's easy for us to all do. Um, when you say like your, um, you say energetic self or spiritual self? The energetic body, the spiritual yeah. body. Was that your higher you know, self? Is that the same Higher thing? self. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. That's been one thing I, I, 
I need to work more on the, I'd like to work, not need. I'd like to work on the grounding and the clearing more um, because, you know, we hold so much here on earth. Like, man, I feel like I've been holding so much. Just there's so much in the world collectively. And then we have our personal lives. And um, I'd like to work on that more. But then I do, I have, that's one thing that um, a medium really helped me with is that like white light of protection, like only love and light Mm -hmm. can get in. Like that really helps me with like anxiety and different things like that. Um, that's been life changing for me. I love that. But the grounding and the clearing, that's a nice, those three, that's a nice combo. My guide taught that to me very early on and he was very, you know, firm about saying, do it in that order. Mm -hmm. Grounding acknowledges your physical body. Mm -hmm. Clearing acknowledges your programming mind, your programming body. And then protecting acknowledges your energetic body, Mm -hmm. which our our energetic body, spiritual body, depending on the term you use for it, spirit extends outside of our physical body. So when we have interactions with people, those interactions, the sounds, the visuals hit our energetic body before they ever hit our senses. Mm -hmm. So this is why when somebody yells at us, we feel like we want to react, you know, back because the anger is already in our energetic body before we ever hear the words. So when we do this grounding, we're saying to our physical body, I'm a participant here, Mm -hmm. right? I'm a participant here. uh, The clearing clears off everyone's emotions and baggage that we've been picking up and carrying with us. And then that protection is a game changer. Absolute game changer. I used to be very reactive. I am a Taurus analytical type A, right? I used to, you want to pick a fight with me? Fine. And I just, I don't, I don't do that anymore because if something does come at me, that's heavy or negative, that's not on my path, it's going to stop right here. And I'm going to have a moment to go, okay, that's interesting. What's going on here? And let's say it's a parking issue and somebody's mad because you parked in their spot. You can then not only not get angry and not bring in their energy, but then say to them, I didn't see you. I am so, so like, and yeah. you know, it's a, it's a much healthier, more balanced experience totally. for people. Yeah. And seriously, GCP takes 10 seconds. Yeah. So mm-hmm. can you, for people that may not really understand what that means, I kind of mentioned like a little visual or mantra, like, you know, I protect in a white light, like that's a protection, but maybe people don't understand. A lot of people are familiar with the grounding and they might think, and there's different ways to do it, but literally like going out on the grass with your bare feet and grounding to the earth, that's one way to do it. But let's say you're waking up in the morning, you're in bed. Can you imagine yourself like connected to the earth with roots? Can you make up your own? Like, what do you mean by grounding or just being within your own body? I am a big believer that every spiritual tool or technique or meditation All of these things are more powerful when you make them personal Mm -hmm. to you. So I find an element Mm -hmm. or something that is really, really deeply rooted with you. I know a woman who is passionate about her gardens. She imagines standing in her gardens. Mm -hmm. That's how she grounds. I know a powerhouse female lawyer that steel pillars come out of her legs and into the ground. (laughs) She's so fierce. You know, I know people who do use the tree roots. Mm-hmm. I personally um, imagine like a rope tied around my waist and it shoots down into Mother Earth and it kind of pulls tight. Okay. So coming up with something creative like that mm-hmm. and then going into the clearing process, what do you love? Wind, water, fire, mm-hmm. earth. Pick the one you love the most mm-hmm. and imagine it going all the way through 
your body clearing out what you're not supposed yeah. to carry anymore. Yep. And then, then put your bubble up. I love and, it. And like, like you said, with the only love and light, that bubble only allows in what's mm. supposed to be on your path and keeps out what's yeah. not supposed and to be on your path. That's helpful for anybody. But then obviously if you're starting to receive stuff, I've been told to like, you know, some bad dudes and weird things can try to come in sometimes. So it's important to protect yourself, you know, and, and ask for that protection and asking only for the highest of good to come through because you don't want to be necessarily dabbling in that other stuff. Talk about not being ready for it or being distracting. <laughs> Yeah. If you're not ready, don't dabble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you, if you do want to dabble, please do GCP first. Yes. Yeah. I can't tell you how many houses I've cleaned up energetically from a Ouija board just oh, for fun. Man. Are that, so the, you know. that's real then. Well, the Ouija board is interesting because you would think it's not because it's made by a corporation. It's yeah. just a board game, right? You would think but, it's not, but when you have the masses all, um, on board with a belief structure, it becomes real. See, that's crazy. The veil at Halloween is thin because yeah. for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, that was the belief. And so we believe it. So it becomes true. Right. And that's so, a proof yeah, of like manifestation or, you know, like collective manifestation. Um, yeah. That's belief energy where you put it. So that's interesting about the, the board. Whoa. So some stuff, weird stuff can come through for people and they need help clearing that out oh my gosh yeah. gosh yeah I never touched one of those I was like those are kind of creepy <laughs> um okay that's really great advice so can you like explain what sage method is this is what you do this is your like your earth gift to others like what are you doing with sage method what's the point like a lot of it is right helping people with their intuition um helping mm -hmm. you said you help people crossover um Tell us about Sage Method. Sage Method was an interesting thing that came up because I didn't, that wasn't something that I thought about or pictured or, you know, came up with myself necessarily. I met my first spiritual guide about six months, a couple months into being open. And I worked with him for a couple of years mm. on understanding all of this. How is the earth created? Like, how is all this work? How's intuition? And he was the one that walked me through a series of steps. And it, it was over a longer period of time, but when it was done, I was working as a professional intuitive and my guide said to me one day, I need you to take everything that we've done in the last two years, package it up and give it to other people. And I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, because everyone could do this and we need more people tapping into their intuition because things are going to be shifting in the next, you know, 10, 20 years here we are. Right. Yeah. And so that was really how it was born. I was able to take all of the tools because I had journaled everything that we had done. And then I had walked through all of it too. I took all the tools, put it together, put it in order. It ended up being a little bit of a formula, but in the end, when somebody takes the course, it's seven weeks in length, they come out of the course, understanding how their intuition uniquely works best for them. Mm -hmm. Um, understanding how the five senses are utilized by the sixth sense and also understanding the importance of, of a decluttered existence and, and decluttering the stuff that we don't need. Mm -hmm. All of those things come through the course and then people come out of the course. It's so fun to watch people graduate because these really fun experiments in the end and they take the experience and they're like, I didn't think I could do that. And I'm like, yeah, everyone can. Right. 
That's the thing. Everyone can. We just get blocked. Right. And, you know, like everyone's heard the movie, like the sixth sense. Is that what you would um, describe though as intuition or like your inner, like your kind of like, I don't know what the right word is, but your access to, to, you know, your higher self or the divine or like whatever else supposed to come through. Absolutely. The sixth sense is, well, first off, the movie was really good. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> that was one of my, that was one of my favorite movies, but I watched it a long, 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 long time ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we have six senses mm-hmm. and our sixth sense speaks through the other five. Mm-hmm. So when somebody says, uh, I don't know how I knew, I just knew. Yep. It did come through one of the other five senses, but we don't have that awareness. So sometimes right. we have to sit with it and go, okay, well, what, what really happened in that moment? Well, I think I did see something or I think I did hear something. And the second you start to acknowledge that, all of a sudden your other five senses, it's almost like they get on board and go, okay, great. We're going to start, you know, bringing this information through. Yeah, that's really cool. Wow. Yeah, I love this. Um, I just... Why do we like, we're not really ta- taught this though in society. We're taught know, to be skeptics, right? So, and you I know, do. like you said, X amount of years ago, this wasn't as common. There weren't as podcasts talking about this and people are warming up. It's, it is, it's a shift ev- evolutionary or spiritual. It's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So it, people are a little bit more open to it. Mediums are a lot more popular, even just like, you know, um, he, you know, healing through like uh, different methods, like acupuncture and people can have spiritual stuff. And that was some of my first, like I saw chakra colors come through with acupuncture before I was into all this kind of stuff. Right. So it is happening more and people are getting a little bit more on board with it. Um, but it is frustrating when you have accepted or have had some of these experiences, but we live in a society that it's just kind of, it's like, Oh, it's just woo woo. Right. Yeah. And that's probably part of our experience here, right? Is to, to sort through that, I guess, and kind of get through it. Sort through that. And everyone has a different way of learning mm-hmm. and everyone is magnetically, you know, attracted to different styles. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, it doesn't matter what path you're on. I, the Sage community has people all over the globe, mm-hmm. all different walks of life, right. all different religions, because it doesn't matter the path you pick. It just matters that you focus on your path, mm-hmm. you know, and we could fight over terms, but there's no point. Yeah. You know, so it's about living your experience here, playing that role, mm-hmm. the way that it works for you. And so for some people, they, the woo woo really works like right. they, you know, it's it, the more colorful that they can make it and the more elaborate they can make it, the more closer it is to them and the more they can connect. Mm-hmm. And then you have other people that it's like, woo woo doesn't really, you know, connect with me. You know? it's, <laughs> me personally, I, my, one of my favorite terms is no woo woo, no guru. Like, yeah. this is you. Yeah. Just let's, yeah. let's figure, figure you out here. It is. Yeah. Wild. And some people, so it's helpful if a teacher's in front. Some people, it's helpful if teacher's by their side. Mm. So everyone's very different. It is interesting. I've had friends that are like, why would you? Because I had some readings where my ancestors were coming through and they're like, why would you want to know that that's weird? Like your grandma died. And I'm like, why wouldn't you? Like, I think it's fascinating, but you know, and neither's right or wrong. We're all on different journeys. That's what I've really mm-hmm. come to like learn and accept. And um, I, I think it's, I don't know. I just, I love it so much and I want to know all those things. And so I think, um, again, I just try to speak 
for myself because I can't say like what the audience feels, but that would tell me like I am more ready for that in my life. And that doesn't mean I'm better than anybody else. Just I'm more ready for that, right? And so we're mm-hmm. all in different levels here. Probably how many times yeah. have we been here? What have we been through, right? What are we dealing with? Are we more, like you said, you're more here just for the human experience. I feel like I'm here for a little bit of both. Exactly. Um, and if you somebody's say that? here for both or, or, you know, they, they have a pull towards spirituality, mm-hmm. I say start with this concept because this concept has opened up more people than, than not than the people that I've worked with. And it's the concept that everything we're trying to reach is not in the physical, mm-hmm. everything we're trying to see or hear or connect with all of intuition is in source. Yeah. Source is not in the physical. Mm-hmm. So one tool that works so well is to defocus yeah. keep your eyes open oh some people it helps to close their eyes but keeping your eyes open and allowing your gaze to just soften mm-hmm. disconnect from the agreed upon reality is one way that i like to say it now your focus which is defocused is on source mm-hmm. it's on everything in between it's on the invisible so when we see something out of the corner of our eye here's the okay, best you and i messaged about this yes let's talk yes. about this okay Yes. When we see something out of the corner of our eye, like you have, we turn real quick mm-hmm. and we say, oh, now I can't see it. Right. And the reason you can't see it when you turn is because your physical eyes are starting to scan the physical environment mm-hmm. to find something. Mm-hmm. They're landing on walls and doors and tables right. and you're looking around. The reason you saw something out of the corner of your eyes, because your peripheral is defocused. Right. That makes sense. So take 10 minutes a day. Whether it's in front of a candle, bowl of water, a patterned carpet, it doesn't matter. Stare at something and then pull your gaze back and just let go of looking at the solid. Mm. When you do that, you'll be looking at source. And that is where everything we're trying to access exists. What do you mean um, defocus from the solid? So let's say you're outside looking at like a leaf or like a bush. Mm -hmm. You're looking at it. And then what do you mean defocus? Pull your vision halfway between you and the leaf. Okay. After you, so for a pull, while. Yeah, so okay. pull your vision, just let it go blurry. Yep. Just, okay. you know, and, and with time, when you do this, you'll start to, it's, it's kind of an unusual and cool feeling. And I remember when I first started feeling it as a medium myself, because that's how I can see others in, in coming through. Okay. If I'm really focused on a solid object, the rest of it fades away. Mm-hmm. So I have to defocus in order to see my guides or somebody okay. else's. And the feeling will start to happen. If you do this as a practice, you'll start to get this really unusual feeling that when you do defocus, it's almost as if the material objects around you kind of fall back and mm-hmm. fade into the back. It's a very unusual wow feeling but it just takes a little bit of practice that's the key is is why can't i see because you're not looking in the right place interesting it's all about a perception yeah i've so when we were chatting about setting up this thing and we mentioned something about eyes or like you're seeing things and it's like yeah it could be a vision if you've got floaters or something like go to the eye doctor right but i'll randomly see like either like a black squiggle or like a flash like white like just in the peripheral vision, like it'll just randomly come through and it's weird. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's not an eye issue because it's just, it's different. If it was yeah, an eye issue, people, I'd be seeing it in front of me too. Like it'd be, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I always like to just cross that T dot that I make sure everyone's taking care of their health. But, yeah, totally. You know, so that's something. So what is that coming through? Just energy or could it be like a little spirit or like, who knows? it could be. A, yeah, it could be a spirit. It could be energy. It could be your guides. Uh, it could be, you know, like psychics, when psychics tap in, they tap into an environment and there's mm. messages in the environment, right. things that have happened, yeah. things that are coming up. When you tap in, you're letting go of linear time. So this could be something, this could be a sign. It could be a message. Right. It could be something that happened in the past. There's a lot of things. So and when it happens again, if you can pause mm-hmm. and just kind of let your eyes drop and let that, you know, just defocus mm-hmm. and see if more happens, you might open a door. Yeah. And the other thing to this is like, I've been told by people like you that have this gift, helping people and can see things and access, but um, okay, great. You saw it, right? I saw that hummingbird and I knew it was something. I knew it. Yeah. I didn't only just see it. Some people see it and they don't think about it. I saw it. I felt it, but then I don't really know what the message is. And that's fine. Sometimes maybe you don't need to. It's just a, Hey, spirit world's around. Cool. <laughs> you know, whatever. Someone's saying hi to you. Or maybe then the next step is what it, what was I thinking about at that time? So I can, you know, figure out yes. what was the sign or like, um, yeah, there's a lot of patterns and synchronicities that come through at certain times, but there's messages with that, right? So decoding the message. So then I think that's something fun for me to kind of like maybe work on is I'm seeing these things, but I'm not knowing the meaning. And so um, maybe asking the universe or asking whatever I saw, like, what would you like me to know? Um, Yes. My favorite question of all time when it comes to intuition and guides, what is it you want me to know? Yeah. Because we want to, I did this too, especially in the beginning. I wanted, uh, once I realized this was real and I could access answers, I had a list. What are my kids going to do when they grow up? How much longer am I going to live in this house? I just all of a sudden wanted all this information. And and my guide finally taught me the best way to get the most information is to give the other the floor, whether it's your Mm -hmm. guide or source or your higher self give them the floor, let them tell you what's mm. most important and you will get the best guidance. Wow. And maybe it's not right then when you ask, but it might come through later. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Really cool. I'd like to work on that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, here's all the people going to think I'm crazy. If my friends listen to this, like, but I was telling somebody else on another episode, I saw, I think my first like UFO above my house and, and she was telling me, she's like, you know, you can still ask them like, what was it that you wanted to know? And I know it wasn't a plane or a satellite because it wasn't just going like this, like went back and forth. And then as you look, my husband's like obsessed with like anything space and UFO. He's like, I want to see one all the time. And, um, when you stop, like when I was about to stop recording, you can see the craft or whatever it was like fade out. So it's just like, this is the kind of stuff that I'm like, and I'm just like this Lauren at my house on my deck. Like I'm not trying to be all crazy and weird and get like YouTube views or something. Like I literally saw something. I don't know what it was. So technically that would be an unidentified, right? Like my practical right. skeptical mind. I'm just saying, I don't know what it was, but it mm-hmm. felt like this is so weird. I've never seen anything like that. So I'm just sharing this example because people probably see stuff like this all the time and we just discount yeah. it. But that was something. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd like to know, like, why did I see that? I'll tell you to this day, I still see, feel, or hear things 
that don't necessarily connect to anything, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's took me a while to understand that when you open up that channel, that sense, your intuitive sense is, it's the same as your, no, it's it's the same as smelling, Mm -hmm. hearing. I mean, when I'm driving a car with the windows down across country and I go by a, a pasture full of cows and I smell something, I'm going to be like, why did I smell that? Mm. So when we open this channel and we start to feel more, some of it, it just is, yeah. you know, acknowledgement and, and signs like, of us going along the way. But right. I got to tell you, yeah, I've wanted to figure out so many things like why, why, right. why? And then it didn't really come yeah. into fruition and other than it was just a sign or guidance. Guidance or just energy or other beings just coming in and out and you're seeing them, but it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, before we close, I always ask, I try to ask almost every guest and I really would love your um, perception and I'm sure you've gotten some um, guidance slash um, information from your guides, but you had mentioned it earlier just about like a lot of us are opening up, preparing us for what's going on in this world right now, right? So world's always been crazy. We know this history. There's always been crazy stuff. But it seems right now that things are happening closer together, more frequently, on top of each other. It's a lot to take in. The media playing a huge role, social media, it's just insanity, okay? The human Mm -hmm. experience is wild right now. And it can be a lot. It can be hard to sort through and exist right now. Um, It's very stressful, but it can also, I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think there's a lot of good stuff happening um, with some of this stuff crumbling. But what is your perception and have you gotten anything that's come through that you can share with us just about like what's happening and like what do we what do we do with this as humans like spiritual what is what's going on are you kidding of course I sat down with my guys and said seriously what's going seriously hello (laughs) yeah like excuse but in all seriousness uh I'm I'm completely on board with everything you just said there's a lot of difficulty, but there's also a lot of beauty. And as hard as a lot of this is, and we're talking grief and scarcity. And, and I mean, there's just a lot, a lot of difficulties. This is a time where a couple of things are happening. According to my guides, it's a time where people are being, are given the choice on how they want to connect to their source do they want to connect through another living person or do they want a direct connection? So there's a lot of shifting in how people approach their spirituality. And part of that has been the trust mistrust issues that are coming out. And, uh, you know, you're seeing a lot of people following a lot of storylines and things happening. And this is their challenge with the hopes at some point they break free and say, all right, instead of listening to an outside storyline, I'm going to listen here. So people are really being pushed to the wall. It's like they're, it's like they're, you know, a, a little mouse and their tails being held down by a big old thumb. And then they have to figure out how to get the thumb off. That's really what a lot of this is about. And the other piece as well is really deciding that you want to live differently. And a lot of people decided they wanted to live differently, but they were going to get to that soon or next year Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. you know, 
And then, uh, you know, a lot of us were forced into taking the leaps that we were a little scared to take. Now we have to take them. Yeah. You know, are we're we like really literally being forced in this situation? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's almost like a, a forced fast forward mm-hmm. of everyone's spiritual path. Yeah. And that's and guys what you see looking as? at each person going, what are you going to do? Mm. Come on. What are you going to do? Okay. Let's, let's go. You could, you know, and people are finding happiness and bliss and they're finding that they're unique and they're finding that they don't have to necessarily follow their personal programming yeah. that was given to them. Mm-hmm. Those are incredible, incredible things yeah. that can be difficult to navigate. Totally. But I got to tell you, when you let go and you get the other side of it, it's freedom and bliss. Right. That's true. But it's uncomfortable when you've known one way your whole life. Yes. And it's like we're doing it individually, but also collectively. The collective part is crazy and tricky because... You know, we want to fit into groups and and have friends and participate in society. But I feel like all aspects of society are literally just like a shit show. Excuse my language right now. Um, But it's forcing us to look at it. Schools, currency, uh, farming, you know, our supply chain, like viruses, healthcare, like everything, everything at once. So it's almost like I've heard ideas that there's just so much energy like within like our universe, like it's just shifting and we're like on this crazy ride. Just, I don't know. People are, it's the request coming from really this, the other side and the spiritual transformation type thing is the request of asking people to show up for each other authentically. And when we see that now, notice how it feels very powerful Whereas when we saw that eight years ago, well, we saw it. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Someone showed up for somebody. Today, when when somebody shows up for another person authentically and through unconditional love, Mm -hmm. it has a lot more power behind it than it did before. That's true. Especially when there's so many different viewpoints and and tensions. So even if you have a different viewpoint, but you can still Mm -hmm. show up for somebody, whoa. Because that's what unconditional, it's not because you Mm -hmm. agree with me, I'm going to like help you. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. That is the direction that the spiritual shift is taking. Okay. So it's a good thing, but man, it's like hard ruffling the feathers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a wild time to be here, but this is why I love it because there's people like you and there's podcast shows like mine and so many others um, where we can talk about this stuff and we can work together and help each other and sort through this because we are humans, but we also are so much more than that. And um, yeah, it's a wild ride. So (laughs) thank you for being here. Um, Where can people find you and learn more about the Sage Method? Well, I do want to say thank you for having me. I have been looking forward to connecting with you. you. And this has been a great conversation. The the Sage Method, thesagemethod.com is the easiest place to go. It has everything. Uh, There's a free course on GCP. There's a, you know, free course on intuition. If people want to, you know, step in a little bit, there's... There's so much there. So I would say just go right to thesagemethod.com. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, we'll put that in the show notes for sure. Everyone, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, because I'm going to go, I mean, I'm familiar with those terms, but you know, it takes practice and I want to, I want to start doing that more. I feel craving for that. I need that balance, especially just with what's going on in the world right now. So yeah, very cool. Well, thank you for being on the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me.